Hey, everybody. Welcome to Detox Podcast. I am Denise Walker, your host, and this is episode 41. It is called Satnam, and I will get into that in a moment, um, but I've got some announcements first. Uh, for me, my Write and Rise Poetry Workshop is coming up this month. is on May 25th. This is Saturday from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, it's designed to help you tap into your innate creativity and just write from that place inside of you that exists in all of us and whether or not you identify as an artist or a creative or whatnot. Um, it took me a long time to own that identity, but that's an identity for all of us. We all have the power to create something outside of ourselves. We do it every day and when we speak words aloud that originated from inside our minds. So you can buy tickets to that on Eventbrite. It's called Write and Rise. Uh, there's a link to it on my website, denisewalkerspeaks.com. And uh, yeah, denisewalkerspeaks.com. It's a website that's been in the works for a year or more. And I cannot be more happy with how it turned out. It's fantastic. And you can buy my books off of there. I feel like a real business now. <laughs> I've got a little bookstore on there and you can order copies of my books right from my website, not just from Amazon, you know? So check that out. And something that's happening this month uh, started May 1st. Uh, Sober Saturdays has uh, launched an Alberta booster campaign, which if you're unfamiliar with that, with that, it's like a crowdfunding campaign to get donors and uh, sponsors, people who pledge any amount of money uh, in order to fund Sober Saturdays. And the, the whole premise is that, you know, Sober Saturdays has kind of gone as far as it can go out of the bank account of just one woman. And it's time for expansion. It's time to reach further, uh, but the capital isn't there. So we need your help. And Sober Saturdays is, I'm sure you've heard me talk about it before. Uh, it's dear to my heart. And you know what? I, I'm supporting this and asking you to support it because, you know, Katie was my salvation first and my friend second. Before Sober Saturdays entered my life last fall, this kind of thing did not exist in my reality. I had to go to Los Angeles once a year and pay $1,200 for a hotel room and $700 for a conference fee just to be around people and do things without the pressures of society all around us and to experience something that was just for us and not designed for people who drink, where we have to go and navigate that. But now, Katie and Sober Saturdays launched in Edmonton. They do sober events, booze-free events. They import alcohol-free products that I wouldn't be able to get anywhere else. And they have been nothing but supportive, supportive of me and what I'm doing. 
and like not not just to get something from me, you know? And I'm not doing it just to get something from them. I love that they are in my life. I love that they provide me places where I can be truly me without the pressures of the outside world. I finally feel like I'm safe in my own life and there are that I'm living truly in a, in a place where there are things for me. And it's not just sandwich board after sandwich board with happy hour specials on it as I drive down the street. It's flyers in my coffee shop for five course meals with non-alcoholic cocktail pairings at, uh, sorry, what's the restaurant called? Oh man. Northern chicken. Northern chicken. Have you been there? Such good fried chicken. Such good food. But they put it on a five-course, non-alcoholic paired cocktail event. And the more that these things pop up, the more we are succeeding in creating safe places for people who don't drink. We need that. The world can't, can't be a dangerous place, you know, for us in recovery. We need to make it safe. We need to make it fun. And that's what Sober Saturdays does. So please check out the campaign. If you pledge money, you can pledge any amount, I believe. Uh, they're in different increments. And every increment in there, there's, um, there's different rewards. You get stuff back, you know? Like, it's not just throwing money in there and not receiving anything. You pledge and you get a reward. And it's gonna, there's a myriad of stuff. I haven't even seen it, but I know that one of them, one of the rewards is actually me. And I write you a personalized poem. So if you're interested in that, <laughs> check it out. And you can go to SoberSaturdays.ca or Sober Saturdays on Facebook, Sober Saturdays on Instagram. And that's Sober Saturdays with a Z on the end, not an S, a Z. Okay. Let's get into this episode. Uh, it's called Satnam. Here we go. I have small moments of absolute clarity where I can see my life from start to finish. I understand what anger is and how to honor it instead of locking it away or giving it to someone else. I understand why I want what I want and how to clear a space in my soul for what I need but then I breathe too shallow or turn too quickly and I forget. Everything I thought I knew is gone and I know absolutely nothing. I love it. I really do. It encapsulates so much of this journey. Those moments of absolute clarity where you can see your life from start to finish. You know, you can see all of those little breadcrumbs that you picked up along the way and that brought you right to this moment. All those bad and amazing things that happened to you in your past that have laid out this perfect path for you and now you are here. And I could look into the future and I could see more breadcrumbs ahead of me and how I was going to pick them up and how they were going to lead to amazing places. I could see it all. I could see 
it so clearly, you could almost start to see the strings behind the operation, you know? And it just was so clear where I needed to go. And one of my, my favorite section of this, my favorite section is I understand what anger is and how to honor it instead of locking it away or giving it to someone else. And there is so much anger. You know, like I, I was so angry and I went around pretty much looking for a fight. In my Facebook groups in hip sobriety school, we had Facebook groups that we were all a part of and we just um, went out there for support every day, poured our hearts out, reached out, showed our wounds, you know, and we, we provided love back to everyone who did that. It was a really amazing thing, but there were, there were moments where we would use it as a platform to be like, hey, look at me. Look how this person did blank and how I got angry and how I responded. And let me explain that better. So <sighs> sobriety radicalized me. And I got sober through kind of like a very feminist platform that was very much about changing the way things are, which is great because the, th the way things are is not so great. Um, but it allowed me to enter into that anger where when somebody acted in a way that I'd only heard about, in ways of, you know, calling me an alcoholic. I was looking for those moments where I could rise up against them and just tear them down about how it's not appropriate to call someone an alcoholic and why that word is outdated and what it really means and just school them. And I was looking for those moments because I wanted to take this newfound knowledge and this newfound passion for something other than booze and use it. But I was just taking that passion, transmuting it into anger and attacks and pushing it on other people. I remember I had this, and I, I thought I was being educational, you know? I thought I was. And I had this one moment where I was in a bookstore in Victoria, BC, and I saw this card that said, uh, in water, there is bacteria. In wine, there is freedom. Choose wisely. And I took a picture of it on my Instagram story, and I wrote a caption that said, this is fucked up. And I had a friend comment. She commented on my story, and she said, hey, I know this is hard for you, uh, but I think they just meant it as a joke. Well, you know what? I knew that they meant it as a joke, and that was the fucking problem. Because thinking that there is freedom in alcohol, that's the fucking joke. There is no freedom in alcohol. And I was mad. I was like, oh, I finally found one. I've got one. Ooh, gonna reel it in. Ooh, you know? I, and I was like, mm, nope. And I just started throwing statistic after statistic after statistic at her. And... She received it really well, thank God. <laughs> but I was like, 
so jazzed up about how I had just schooled this person and just tore them down for their faulty conditioning that society has draped on us that all alcohol is just a big joke and we should just laugh it off and I don't know but I got got really into it and then later on probably three months later I was having dinner on my birthday with my friend and I was telling her about this and I was like oh because we we know this friend mutual friend and I was telling her the story and I was reading all the messages and she was like uh you know Denise like you gotta be careful you want to be educational. You don't want to be converting people to your belief system. And I was like, what do you mean, converting people? Of course I want to convert people. I want everybody to think like I do. But that's not true, right? I just wanted to feel less alone, less threatened by my surroundings. I wanted to feel less pain when I walked into bookstores and was looking at greeting cards. I wanted people to see me. I wanted people to know my truth. And that's why this is called Satnam. Satnam is a very common greeting and mantra uh, in Kundalini Yoga. It means truth is my identity or my true identity. Sat means truth, Nam means identity. And it's, when used in a greeting, it's like, I see the truth of you. I see the divine in you. I see your absolute golden, bright white light truth. <clears throat> and that's what I felt like when I was writing this poem, poem and, and talking about these moments of absolute clarity and learning how instead of how to go like batshit on this like unsuspecting Instagram user, And just like, oh, take a breath, you know, realize that I have anger about these things and learn how to honor it and say, I'm so glad that I see things for what they truly are. And it is not my duty to force the eyes open of other people. It is my duty to live my life. And that's it. I just have to make sure that I am being true to myself and true and in line with my values and beliefs without spilling all over other people. And I also struggled with that because, you know, I, I thought if I wasn't angry, then what? Did it mean I didn't care? I was so scared that if if I didn't care so strongly about this alcohol propaganda and how everybody seems to be in on this joke um, that suddenly I didn't understand anymore and thought was really offensive, I thought that if I didn't care and didn't viciously care, that somehow that would be the road back to drinking. My mind would slip back into its old patterns and thinking that these things were funny, you know, and, and oh, if I just laugh about how everybody at work seems to talk about needing a drink after their day, then perhaps that laughing of it would turn into actually doing it. 
I was terrified of that. Um, and I was, I was caught between the hiding the anger, you know, fuming on the inside and being fake. And I didn't want to be fake. I was fake for so long. I lied about how I was feeling every single day for years. I didn't want to do that anymore. I didn't want to be so angry and hurt and in pain and scared on the inside. Even when I took the thing that I'd been lying about, I didn't want to stay in that place because that was terrifying too. I wanted to be able to be true to myself and I thought that being angry was being true. And there, there's truth in that. Angry means that you care about something. And I was taught that you should honor the bitch in you because she knows what she wants and she knows how to stand up for herself. And I actually even made myself a t-shirt that says sober bitch on it. And when I was feeling really vulnerable and really scared, I would wear it. Because I I wanted to identify with the bitch in me that knew what she wanted and was going to stand up for it no matter what. Even when I was scared shitless about walking around and being triggered everywhere I went. In this poem, it really talks about the parts of the journey where you find these moments of clarity where you say, hey, maybe I shouldn't be a gigantic bitch to people and maybe that's where the answer lies. Softening and being kind and laughing along with the people, you know? And not not caring so deeply that if you laugh, your world's gonna come tumbling down. But then I breathe too shallow and I turn too quickly. And I forget. That moment of clarity is gone. And the anger comes in again. And you know what? That is okay. It's a really natural part of the process. If you're struggling with getting out of that headspace, getting out of a judgmental headspace, a critical headspace, a guilty headspace, it's okay. Give yourself a break. I pretty much tell myself that every single day to give myself a break because a lot of the time I wake up, I feel guilty that I stayed up too late, which is pretty much every single night. I feel guilty that I slept in too long, which is pretty much every single day. I feel bad for a lot of things and I just need to um, release myself of it. There's no point. There's absolutely no point in feeling guilty about those things, right? Like, there's no point. and uh, this part I understand why I want what I want and how to clear space in my soul for what I need that is an amazing realization when you enter into sobriety there's this really amazing thing that happens when you remove such a um, all-consuming toxin from your life It just opens up this vast space inside of you. And suddenly, 
you can do so much. You can fill it with things that actually feel good. And that becomes really tantalizing after a while, you know? I I found myself really then consumed with the idea of more and more. And I couldn't stop reading books and filling my head with all this knowledge. And just, I had this insatiable hunger. And I knew that if I wanted something and I didn't have it in my life, the way to get it was to clear out some space inside of my life, remove something else negative, and that beautiful, wonderful thing I wanted would have then space to make a home in me. And it just clicked and made so much sense. But sometimes that's harder than, than it seems. Easier said than done. Because we have brains and we have chemistry in our bodies that are designed to keep us in habitual patterns. Our brain loves patterns. And it likes routine and comfort. And it will do anything to keep us stuck. So we have to constantly keep overriding it. And it takes a lot of practice. And you know what? In yoga last night, my instructor was the owner of... uh, the owner of Lucid Yoga, where I've been going for the past month. Beautiful studio. That's where my uh, Write and Rise poetry workshop is going to be. It's so nice. Please come. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so she said during our practice, she kept saying, even when you are looking in the direction of where you want to go, even if you haven't gotten there, even if you haven't move down the path seemingly to yourself. Even if you're looking in the direction you are already on the path. And that's what this poem is. It's being on the path and learning as you go. And you know, it's not going to be overnight just this enlightenment that happens, right? Where you're like, I'm just this big ball of white light compassion that bleeds out everywhere and everyone smiles when they look at me and they want to be around me. (laughs) Is that a weird goal? I don't know. (laughs) But truly, it's a process. Give yourself a break. Um, Another thing I saw Another thing I saw on Instagram, as you do, uh, was uh, the owner of 1111 Studio in Shred Park. It's a meditation studio. They carry my books, which is sweet. So if you're looking, if you're in Shred Park and looking for a copy of Pick Your Poison, that's where you'll find it. Um, or looking for a meditation practice, there's a studio, 1111 Community. It's sweet. Check it out. Um But she posted this thing on Instagram on her story that was like, where am I? And it was like, judgment. Aware of judgment. Fear of judgment. Freedom from judgment. And I would like to say that I am in freedom, but I am not. I I took it, I reposted it, and I circled it, and I was like, I'm like rapid fire cycling through all of these emotions, these places. Judgment, awareness of judgment, 
fear of judgment, freedom from judgment. I just like cycle through all the time. I, and I've been beating myself up for being judgmental, you know? And we all know that being judgmental is a bad thing, but that doesn't stop us from feeling that way. I'm still working on that. Deeply. Um, but it's, it's an exciting process. I mean, if we, if we were perfect, then this life would be boring, right? We'd have nothing to do, nothing to work towards, nothing to analyze about ourselves. And I really enjoy that part of it. You know, I'm reading this book. It's called The Courage to be Disliked. And I thought that it was going to be like, oh, don't give a shit about what everybody else thinks type stuff, which I already know. Um, But it's really, uh, I'm sure they're going to get to the point. But we're learning some like really intense stuff about um, the psychologist and his teachings. And uh, I don't have the book in front of me right now, but... It's basically just a reiteration through conversation between a student and a philosopher talking about how arguing between life being simple and life being complicated. And the philosopher is arguing that it's simple. And the student is like, that's ridiculous. Life is complicated. Um, And they're talking about anger at one point. And the student is talking about how he was at a coffee shop and the server spilled coffee on his brand new jacket and he just lost his cool. He jumped up, started screaming at the the waiter and flipping out and he's telling the philosopher like this was a, a snap emotional reaction. I couldn't control it. There was nothing I could have done. And the philosopher just retorts and says, um, that's ridiculous. You got angry. Anger is an emotion, but anger is also a tool. You wanted to yell at the server. You wanted to make yourself feel superior. You wanted the server to submit to you, and you used anger as an excuse. And of course the student is like, fuck off, old man, you know, like... But when I think about that, when I think about those times where I saw that card and I post on Facebook or, sorry, Instagram, um, I'm just looking for a fight. You know, I, I, I was truly looking for someone to challenge me or, you know, say the classic lines that I could then give my big old anger speech to because I wanted to feel superior. I wanted other people to submit to my viewpoints. That's true. He argues that anger is a tool. It's a very powerful tool. And when you can use it to your advantage, you have to be very careful. Is it for good or is it for bad? And is it for yourself, is it just for self-fulfilling purposes? I don't know. Um, it's it's a book of a bunch of weird truth bombs that makes me feel like it's really s- stripping. 
and I, I'm taking a little break after reading the first hundred pages. <laughs> um, because I've been taught that we are emotional beings, and especially as women, we're so emotional and intuitive, and um, everything we feel so deeply, and and we, and I've come to really accept and love that part, you know. And just the difference between me and my boyfriend, for example, when I have some, when I'm feeling deep in emotion and, and I go to him, he takes emotion out of, out of it. And it's like, these are the cold, hard truth facts. This is just nonsense over here. Cut that out. This is cut and dry exactly what's going on. And sometimes that's helpful, and sometimes we just want to be validated, you know? And this whole book is telling me that that's ridiculous, that emotions are, we definitely feel the emotions, but they are, we're feeling them almost because we want to, and we're, we're bringing them forth to serve a purpose, and and I don't know if I like that. <laughs> so I'm going to definitely read more of this book and get back to you because it's weird and goes against everything that I've been taught. Definitely. Um, but I love that. As I said, I love learning new things. I love um, expanding my consciousness. I love just everything about growing and, and getting more expansive. Yeah, well, let's close out with this poem. Satnam. I have small moments of absolute clarity where I can see my life from start to finish. I understand what anger is and how to honor it instead of locking it away or giving it to someone else. I understand why I want what I want and how to clear space in my soul for what I need but then I breathe too shallow or turn too quickly and I forget. Everything I thought I knew is gone and I know absolutely nothing. Go to Eventbrite, buy your tickets for Write and Rise workshop May 25th. That's not the long weekend. It is the weekend afterwards. Um, Sober Saturdays, please check them out. They are giving life to my life. <laughs> There is also, on May 14th, I want to say. Let me just double check that. Yeah, May 14th from 1 to 3 at the Health Collective. They are doing a launch event, Sober Saturdays is, and I'll be there. Uh, we'll be trying non-alcoholic drinks. We'll be watching the promo video and just hearing where the money is going to be going and things like that. It's going to be fun. Come dress up. Um, hang out with startup people and be a bit bougie. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's going to be fun. Um, but come come out and hear what it's all about. And uh, they're also in the small business uh, I think it's ATB. Campaign thing? I don't know what it's called. Um, where you get to win small business grants. 
so you can vote for Sober Saturdays every single day, um, once a day, and the winners get like 10 grand, and that money would go a long way to creating such a beautiful, safe, booze-free world for so many of us that need it, you know? I need it, so help me out. (laughs) Okay, have a fantastic week. We will see you next time.